0: All episodes of the Real Women in Business podcast reflect the opinions and views of the guest and Cass McCrory and do not reflect official policy or position of employers or clients. Thank you. You're listening to the Real Women in Business podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCrory, and in this podcast, we highlight women in all kinds of businesses. For yourself, someone else, full time, part time, overtime hustle, Together, we will learn from and with one another, and if we get it right, it'll lift us all. Let's get into it. Friends, you're in for a treat today. I'm talking to Denise Reese. Denise is a leader within Accenture. More than that, she is an advocate for being of service in your life, and I loved this conversation about work-life integration, showing up as you are, being enough, and believing it and acting like you know it to help other people. I love this conversation. I know you will too. Let's get right into it. Denise, I'm so excited to have you on the show, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Kaz, it's great to be here.
0: I'd love for you to share a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world.
1: Oh my gosh! So, um, well, I guess it. I feel like it depends on the day because all of my social media handles, you know, they list um, the company that I work for now, which is Accenture. So I'm a managing director, new to the um, new to the firm, but um, am leading our uh, Accenture AWS business group for the South Market. So that's what I do during the day. But I also consider myself a community leader. I serve on the board for uh, Girl Scouts of Greater Atlanta. I'm an alum of Leadership Atlanta, have served on a number of nonprofit boards, and there's organizations that I continue to be involved with and support because I firmly believe that service, as Shirley Chisholm stated, is the rent we pay for our place here on earth. So I have a, a huge heart for, um, for, for just service in general. And then I'm a daughter, a sister, a friend, and that's me. <laughs> oh, Denise, uh, I'll say in full
0: disclosure, I met Denise on a training that I was doing and I just I loved your energy. I felt so inspired by all of the ways that you are of service to your community that I, I had to have this deeper conversation with you. I appreciate I want to know. It. I
1: feel like we became fast friends, even though we couldn't see each other. Well, I, I could see you, you couldn't see me because I wasn't on video, but we had our own little vibe going in um, chat and in questions. So it's, um, it's really cool when things organically happen that way.
0: They really do. Uh, It's, it's such a delight when we create these little pathways for connection and then you're like, I want to see where that goes.
1: That's always fun for me. Yeah, no, I couldn't have said it better.
0: I want to learn more about this, this attitude of service that you bring forward Mm. and how, how you prioritize, how you're doing all of these different things, because it's a lot. And it's one of the biggest questions that I get from women is how do you decide what to do and how do you do all that you do?
1: Yeah, that's you know what, that's a great question. And when you find out, Cass, let me know. (laughs) But I will tell you that, um, you know, a lot of folks talk about work-life balance. I've learned that there is no such thing as work-life balance. Um, And apologies for all of my alerts going off. I should have probably turned those off before we started. But, you know, I believe in work-life integration because your priorities shift to me, depending on the moment. And, and I try to be very intentional and obviously, you know, have our, I have my plan. I've got my handy notebook here with, you know, my day. And of course we've got our calendars and all the things that we use in order to collaborate. But at any given moment, those priorities can shift. And um, so for me, it means that I have to just ensure that I am doing the best that I can with what I have in the moment. And if something needs to slip in terms of priority level, then I give myself grace in order to be able to do that. And that wasn't something that was always easy for me because I always felt like I had to be in order to get ahead. I had to be the person doing, right? Working ferociously in the background, making things happen, be the first to respond to an email or the first to you know, respond to or raise their hand for whatever stretch goal or project. And that has its, that has a time, but it's also not sustainable. And so I've just learned to be a little bit more in the moment, a bit, a lot more intentional and, um, do the things, do the best that I can with what I have. And that has, it seems to be serving me well.
0: It definitely is. And I love the framing of that, of just in this moment, what can I do with what I have and recognizing that that's different on Monday at 9 a.m. than it is on Wednesday at noon.
1: Absolutely, and you know I I try to sit down even if it's only for an hour or so on Sunday evenings, and start looking at the week, kind of preparing for. Okay, you know this is my view of what I think the world is going to look like, but oftentimes between you know going through my calendar on Sunday and waking up on Monday, (laughs) everything completely changes. And so I think also just allowing for that fluidity to happen because I think when we get too rigid and focused on, these are all the 50,000 things I have to do, that's when you get into trouble because you start to then put a whole lot of added pressure. And the other thing I'll say to that Cass is I do think a lot of the pressure and the issues that we have around balance or integration are often self-imposed. Nobody else is telling us that we have to do all of these thousands of things. We just feel like these are, this is the expectation. So we then put that pressure on ourselves, which is just like, it's just not, it's not, it's not cool. So.
0: <laughs> I hear you. And I do, I do a similar process where I'm looking ahead at the week and I'm saying, all right, is this, is this reasonable? Like when I ask somebody else to do this week. Right. And if I couldn't, if I wouldn't ask somebody else to do this week, then I need to find where the escape valves are. Like I need to cancel some meetings. I need to hold some containers. I found that container blocking for nourishing time for myself. Yes. I have needed it. And it's, and it's not 15 minutes.
1: Yes. And in this time you know this last year that we've been in that has just been I'm, i mean nothing that's happened over the last year was on any bingo card i ever played ever right so <laughs> so i you know i know for for me you know that that fluidity is important But self-care takes on a whole different meaning for me now. And, um, you know, I I have to make sure that I'm moving my body. If that's getting on the Peloton, if that's just doing some standing yoga, because, you know, the app is like available on my phone, my iPad, like all my devices. And figuring out ways to incorporate moments of self-care for myself is something that I will never not do. So if it means that like, it, and if I have a call that, you know, if calls for me or meetings start at nine or 10, then I'm not logging on before that time. I'm using all of that time before to pray, to meditate, to work out, to eat something healthy, drink some water, take a shower. You know, even if I'm not leaving the house, but just doing those little things that make me feel good, then I feel like I can show up in a way that's going to be much better for everybody else. But I have to make sure that I, I still incorporate that even once we do go back to normal, because um, this year has taught, I think, all of us a lot about the importance of caring for ourselves.
0: I completely agree, Denise, and I love all of your examples. I feel like I've got a to-do item on my to-do list to create a pre-flight checklist for myself. Yeah. Because, you know, they, I was reading Effortless by Greg McEwen, a new book that just came out. And Greg was talking about how some of the biggest errors that they found in aerospace and defense and flights was when a checklist was not followed. Yeah, I was like, I need to get myself a checklist so that I have this resource to make sure that I'm going through and taking care of myself. Because when a lot of other things cloud my vision and my brain, that tends to slip first for whatever reason.
1: Yep. It, because it's always, I think, especially for women, um, and those who identify as women, um, it's, imp- we, we have just an inherently nurturing demeanor and that nurturing often gets focused on nurturing other folks, but we forget that, the, the you have to nurture yourself. And if you're not doing those, if you don't have your, I mean, even using the flight analogy, right? When you get on the plane and they're going through the safety um, <laughs> announcement, the, one of the first things they say is, if we lose cabin pressure, your mask is gonna fall, place yours on first before you start helping people all around you. And that to me is just the classic um, example guidance that we can all use more of, especially for those of us that are highly empathetic, highly nurturing. Um, we, it's just easy to let yourself go. And, and, and then we end up kind of becoming martyrs for life and that breeds its own others like swirl of crazy as I call it. So you have to take care of yourself and make you a priority.
0: Completely agree. I read, and I was thinking the other day about this idea of resentment being a teacher of better boundaries.
1: Mm, oh,
0: and it's like you feel resentful. Yeah. That's not that's not somebody else's problem. That's, that's your right. boundary problem.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's listen. As one as 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 the kids say, that's a word cast. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's
0: I. It's got to be a teacher for us, because yeah. otherwise we're just going to roll into more and more resentment.
1: Yes, that is, man, that is powerful and it's true. And I think about in my own life and those times where I have felt that resentment and it's usually because I've overextended myself and I'm actually annoyed at the fact that I did overextend myself and I didn't say anything. And, um, yeah, I mean, I feel there's so much that, that points directly to that resentment factor.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm curious, Denise, if you were to give yourself advice when you were first starting out, what would you tell yourself?
1: Be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, take care of yourself and you are enough. And I would probably lead with you are en- you are enough, because I spent, you know, probably fifteen of the twenty plus years that I've been in my career trying to do what I thought I was supposed to do, or what I thought other people expected me to do. And instead of just owning what is what what my superpowers are, And playing to my strengths. And um, I just, I've spent a lot of time, a lot of wasted time trying to do things the way that other people thought I should do them. And I think, you know, especially being a a Black woman in particular, I think we have a very different set of lived experiences. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, a big part of that experience is trying to not be too Black. Right. Never mind the fact that you're going to show up and people are going to see who you are, no matter, you know, how you wear your hair, if you straighten it, if you have on, you know, all the best, you know, all your best jewelry. Right. You pull out your Chanel, your URMEN, all the things you got your good bag, your great shoes, a power suit. And at the end of the day, for some people, none of that is going to be enough. So you have to be fulfilled and enough within yourself to know that you're doing all the things right and you're exactly where you need to be and also that the seat that you're at you've earned the right to be there. So you might as well show up authentically and fully as who you are, because it's exhausting to not do that. Mm-hmm. It's um counterproductive. It's not sustainable because eventually the jig is gonna be up and somebody' is gonna recognize that you're not being fully who you are. So you might as well just be you <laughs> like and and that is that's that has been a lesson that's taken me a long time to learn. but um I think getting a little closer to 50 has helped. <laughs> I'll be 49 in a, in another week or so. and I am realizing, um, that my tolerance for anything other than um, being intentionally authentic is really low.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I thank you first for sharing all of that because it's inspiring. And uh, I always preface, if I don't say this right, please know that my heart is in the right space and I will do better with, with any correction. I am open to it. Sure. Sure. When I see black women modeling this, I feel so grateful and glad um, because there's so much power that you have and I want to learn with you and from you. And I want you to have the stage.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. I actually got chills with you saying that Cass because I think more of us need to show up for each other in that way and i think that would probably i would add this to what i would tell to my younger self stop looking at other women as your competition look at them as a source of strength and i think that's part of what we often do to each other as well is instead of just saying you know what Cass is awesome I need to hang out with Kaz more because she's got a whole lot of qualities that I need to embody for myself and I need to stay close to her. But instead, what ends up happening is we get petty and resentful. Or insecure. Yeah. Yeah. Insecure. Absolutely. And we, instead of embracing the the confidence that we see in others or the light that we see in others, um, we end up. Tr- almost not almost but we diminish our own light because we are insecure and we're not and that comes back to not doing your own work as a person yeah. and if we can just get beyond seeing each other as as com- as competitors and really see each other as let's learn from each other let's partner with each other and figure out how we can best support one another I think we would all be so much better off if we could do that
0: yes yes there's such scarcity in the mindset of competition. Yeah. And I, I feel like so much of my world became bigger for me when I realized that I've, I have yet to come to a point in my life, and this is a blessing, where it hasn't worked out for my highest and best interest. Yes. It probably didn't go the way I asked it to go.
1: That's right. But it worked out.
0: But it worked out. And I'm better for the experiences that I've had because I have a different vantage point.
1: That's right. And, you know, there is, I I heard this saying from um, Tracy Ellis Ross, actress- Love. Extraordinaire, like just uber fabulous. I, I actually want to go out with, for, I feel like she's the type of person that like, I, I could probably ask her to go out for drinks and I think she would totally do it. In my head, she would. And I would absolutely <laughs> be here for all of that. But she's, um, She said something um, a few years ago, either in an article or interview, and she said there is enough sun for everybody to shine. And I use that so often because it is, it, it demonstrates a truly a growth mindset. And you don't have to, you, you, while you don't have to be concerned about whether or not everything's going to work out for you, you also in that don't have to cower to, for, to others either, right? And because you're looking at things just in a very different perspective. And that was such a powerful revelation for me because I do think there have been times, um, even very recently where I've played small because I was insecure or I didn't want, I I could see where my light was being diminished. And so it was easier for me to just cower and kind of take the back seat. But when you do have that, that growth mindset and you're approaching things from that perspective, it is such, there's a freeness that comes with that, that really does allow you to truly play to your strengths, regardless of what that looks like. And um, I, I think, you know, recognizing that there is enough for everyone and yes. that enoughness doesn't, it comes out in different ways. To your point, it doesn't always work out the way you thought it would, but you're, we are always exactly where we need to be. Yes.
0: I think, you know, you mentioned something in there that I want to, I want to dig a little deeper in, in this idea of like, there are not, they're going to be moments in your life, in your career where you do take a, you take a step back because you're like, I'm not sure that this is right for me. Or I feel a little insecure in this moment. Yeah. And it's in those moments that as women, we need to have Advocates, sponsors, mentors in the room who are stepping forward on our behalf. Absolutely. And so that comes from just having a bigger faith and having a bigger trust that yes. we're all working for one another here. Yeah. Yes. And because we're not always going to be the person that stands up, you know, 100% sure of
1: ourselves listen, most days, I, I mean, full disclosure, Cass, I'm still pinching myself that I'm in the role that I'm in, in Accenture, because I was fully convinced that they're going to, there something was going to happen through the interview process, through my background check. I don't know anything my, like my boyfriend was like, um, you're acting like you like killed someone and did like hard time. Like it was, it was bad, Cass. It was really bad, but I I think I was, because I've gotten so used to kind of playing in the background, I started to realize that that wasn't serving me either, and that I had a lot, I started to have a lot to offer, and I also believe that when you come into that full knowledge and understanding and you truly, within your heart of hearts, believe that what god for me has destined for me is not gonna miss me and it's for me then you start to just you look at life very differently and i mean there like i said very recently i i just was like i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i'm ready to go to that next level and I, you know, some days I'm like, I don't know what the answer is, but I can figure it out. And that's a, that's all a part of the journey, right? Is, is just recognizing that, you know, yeah. Okay. You have this, this title and all of these responsibilities, but it doesn't mean that you're going to get it right. A hundred percent of the time. It doesn't mean that you have all the answers. It may not even mean that you're fully qualified to do what you do, but you're, you're there. And so, you know what? You got to make the best of it because you're you're in a position now that's going to that can catapult you, but then more importantly, the most important part is that I feel very strongly that we are put in places where we can have the most impact. And it's not about us, it's not for us to say, you know, all of the things we have or what we drive, where we live, all those tangible things, those are great, but it's really about Who's coming up behind you? Who are you nurturing? Who are you building up? Who are you holding the door open for? How are you reaching back to those young people that may not even know that this career path is an option for them? So how Mm -hmm. are you, because all of that to me goes back to my ethos of service. And it, it, because it even work to me is my work is a form of service.
0: I love that. I love that. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Whenever I'm in a place of self-doubt or insecurity, I ask myself, what's true? Yeah. What's true? Yeah. And I can always go back to my values and it's like, I value adventure. I value learning. I value nurturing. And if I am grounded in that, then I have two free hands to lift somebody else up. That's right.
1: That's right. And if you're, and if, and here's the other thing, Kaz, if you're not figuring out a way to lift someone else up, then what are you here for? Because none of this is about us. And I think that's the other part of it also is that once you start to really fully recognize that none of this is really about me. And then it just, it, it just creates a very different dynamic and I will absolutely say that it's easier said than done, but Once you, and and it is a constant daily journey, but once you get to that point of just recognizing that, you know what, none of this is about me, then it just frees you to just look at life and career and family and all of those things just in a very different way.
0: 100%. 100%. Denise, I could talk to you all day long.
1: I feel the same because we were talking to each other. I think I felt at one point that I was overtaking the training that you were doing. And I'm like, okay, let me just. I was good. I was good with it. (laughs) I I could not have said it better. I completely agree. I've got a lightning round of
0: questions for you. But before we jump into that, where can people find and connect with you online?
1: You can connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Denise-Reese. Um, because of Cass's amazing training <laughs> on LinkedIn. Um, uh, Twitter at Denise Reese VO, because I do voiceover. And that was how I started on Twitter was for the whole voiceover thing. And I was like, oh, I can use this for other things. Um, so those are the two places that you can, you can find me. I love that. Yes.
0: Your go-to song when you want to up your energy.
1: Ooh, okay. This one was hard. Um, but definitely the remix of "All I Do Is Win" by DJ Khaled.
0: I am just <laughs> spiritually, we are now connected in a way that. <laughs> what time do you
1: wake up? Uh, between six and six thirty.
0: What does breakfast look like?
1: A smoothie of some sort, whatever I have that can go in the Vitamix you have a favorite ritual? Um, prayer and meditation every day. Coffee or tea? Tea. Morning person or night owl? Definitely night, but have to be morning because, you know, work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Grown up stuff, as I like to call it. Yes. What is a book you've given or recommended the most?
1: Um, what I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey.
0: What can someone do to help you feel appreciated?
1: Um, Tell me they appreciate me.
0: Mm -hmm. Denise, (laughs) I appreciate you. Thank you so much for sharing the space with us today. I loved our conversation and uh, we're going to have you back.
1: I would love that. Thank you so much. This was great. The highlight of my day for sure.